All right, everyone, welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And apologies for our delayed episode publishing. I was in Charleston for a work trip this past week. And of course, all the exciting free agency happenings have occurred over the last seven days. So we have a lot to update on in terms of mainly it's just signings and cuttings. There hasn't really been too much trade uh, happenings in the Vikings world, which we'll, we'll focus on first and then maybe give a few NFL overall updates and, and our opinions on that. But um, let's start first with what, so who we have cut so far. So again, we've, we've done an episode where we talked about cutting Kendricks and how that was probably the, the smart move. I don't think we shared how he's now an LA charger uh, signed, I think a two or three year contract for about six six and six and a half million a year. So good for Eric. Yep. Um, we obviously talked about Thielen being cut. He has not signed anywhere yet. I still think that was the right decision. Um, other people that we have cut. Cam Dantzler was waived and then picked up by Washington. Oh, Bit of a surprising move. I think that happened right after our episode on Thielen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah no, Cam Dantzler, I'm fine with that. I think it's it's saved another two and a half, right? Wow. Would have been nice to get something for him, but I guess you I'm sure can't get not. anything for him. That's why they cut him. I was just saying it would have been nice. So, who else have we cut? Is that it? I believe that's it. Yeah, that's it. Stupidly. So then, I mean, but then then you can look into our free agents who have signed. So Patrick Peterson. See ya. the Steelers. A uh, huge overpay, and you're giving him a two-year contract. Just insane. But uh, I saw Dalvin Tomlinson. If you want to talk about an overpay, holy cow. Yeah. What was it, a four-year, almost $60 million contract? Somewhere around there. I want to say it was, yeah, right around there. I think I saw it was four-year, $57 million for the, uh, uh with the Browns, which, yeah. Tomlinson, you were great sucks. with us. No, he does not suck, but you were great with us. He was not he's not worth though eighteen million dollars a year. And or at least the Vikings even... should not have to pay him eighteen million a year. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um who are the other so yeah, Pat P definitely got yeah, uh he Oh, no, never mind. It was into the signings that we got. But now, yeah, let's move into who we have signed. Uh, three, I think now four people come to mind. So uh, we can start with the first signing, which is blocking tight end Josh Oliver. What do you guys think on that so far? So, uh, Hayes, you start us off. Um. I don't really see the point 
Um, I guess the contract isn't as bad as it looked like at first. Um, but you just, you don't need him. You don't, you don't need him. The money can go somewhere else or you can push it to next year. It's just, I don't, yeah, I don't really see the point of signing a tight end when you already have one and you're going to have to extend him. Andrew, what are your thoughts on signing? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it was definitely definitely an underwhelming like first move and it looked a lot worse at first because it was three years, 21, but the cap hits aren't like insane you probably have them realistically for like two years and next year it's like seven million so I don't know what to do but I mean it is what it is he's definitely a good blocking tight end and our run game was pretty terrible last year so I want to say it's like the worst move but it was definitely underwhelming at the time that's I, I I'd agree with that that that's a pretty fair um outtake on it like is it the the worst thing we've ever seen from a signing, probably not. But yeah, is it super exciting to sign a, a guy who has 26 career catches, two career touchdowns in three seasons? Uh, mm-hmm. I would say probably not. Definitely not, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but who knows? I mean, upswing could be. Maybe he, you know, gets you some red zone touchdowns. I mean, he's 6'5", so he's, he's a pretty big tight end. And... Um, yeah, I mean, extra blocking is not the worst thing for a team, like extra protection for Kirk Cousins. Maybe that's the thought process that Quazy had is here's a guy who is known for, you know, uh, being, being a solid pass and, and, and run blocker and could potentially, uh, you know, catch a dozen passes throughout the year. Uh, wow. He's also still super, <laughs> he's also still super young. Two dozen, Hayes. Think... Does that make you feel better? No. Go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say he's also still very young. He's only 26, I'm pretty sure. And he was like a third round pick. And I think the a big reason he transferred to like a blocking tight end was because he was behind Mark Andrews. I'm pretty sure he was drafted as more like a TJ Hawkinson. Like a pass. So great. Now he gets to sit behind TJ Hawkinson. Well, no. I mean, there's a lot of times where they used two tight ends last year. Yeah. I'm sure he's better than Johnny Munt. And Johnny Munt wasn't really bad. I, I think, yeah, we don't need to go too deep into it. It's uh, so he was actually, he grew up in uh, New York. No, I'm just kidding. I think, yeah, it's, it's not super exciting. It's not, you know, terrible. It'd be nice to see $7 million spent elsewhere, but I don't know. In Quasi, we trust. We got to trust Quasi oh. this year. In Quasi, we, we, we trust this year. Um, I'd say pro- we can move on to that. Was the second signing the Marcus Davenport one? That I like. And is that official official? I feel like I haven't seen yep. any. Okay. I just haven't seen any like official signings quite yet. So that's why I was slightly concerned. Yeah. I believe they're all supposed to be like him and Byron Murphy and Oliver were all supposed to sign at the same time, but then he didn't sign until I think Friday. Okay, so he has signed. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this one, again, I don't know too much about him beforehand. Uh, he's a former first-round pick, so, again, the, the hope is that um, he lives up to his potential. Um, but last year, he only 
he played in 15 games. He only started nine, and he he only racked up ha- uh, half of a sack. So I don't know if he was banged up last year. Um, but that, I would say, is slightly concerning. The year before, he did collect nine sacks and had three forced fumbles in only 11 games played. So, I mean, that those numbers are impressive. Um, Sounds like just another Zadarius Smith. So you're not as exciting as what you just said. Sounds like he's going to be absolutely unstoppable the first eight games. And then he's going to bump his leg on a, on a, on a chair and he's going to be out the last 10 games of the season. No need for that negativity. I I don't, I don't know his injury history by any means. Um, Hey, you had, you had just seconds ago, you said you were excited by the signing. Why are you now changing your mind? Well, I heard that. Half a sack last year? Yes. Clearly the Saints didn't believe in, believe in him, otherwise they would have given him the fifth-year option. But Well, yeah, I don't but know. They also have no cap space whatsoever. So. I mean, that's what they get for having essentially two, two starting quarterbacks on their roster. I mean, I think you could argue Jameis Winston is a starting quarterback in the NFL, and here the Saints just paid big Big, big bucks to Derek Carr and like, I don't know, a high cost for a backup quarterback when you compare uh, the Vikings obviously just re-signing um, Mullins uh, for $2 million a year and you're, and Winston, is, I think, is making 10 So interesting yeah. decisions by the Saints, spending so much money on two quarterbacks. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, yeah, I, again, I don't know too much about Marcus Davenport other than that he was a former first round pick by the Saints in 2019, I think it was. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that he pretty much has a, has a pretty good year every other year. So maybe that means this year he's due for a good year. Um, but. Yeah, Quasi's making interesting decisions. I would not have expected $13 million for a defensive end, uh, $7 million for a blocking tight end. Um, but then the one that we do expect and I think that – or expected and that we're probably excited by um, is former Cardinals cor- cornerback Byron Murphy Jr. Two years, $22 million, I believe, is what the contract was. Um, yeah, that's a good signing. I wow, he put up solid numbers last year. He's a former second round pick. He's young. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's that's definitely an exciting uh, signing. A guy who's in oh, definitely who's pretty good in coverage, which would fit the Flores defensive scheme. Yep, it's nice because yeah. he's obviously still young and he's shown that he can. He is like a cornerback one. He'll definitely be the cornerback one on this roster plus he can play slot and outside so you can kind of mix and match like if you bring back hopefully duke shelley duke shelley even though he's a little undersized probably plays more outside or is better at playing outside but i like the signing i mean if he plays well you just extend him it's kind of like a prove it to prove it two years i'm sure that's what he was kind of wanting as well oh yeah 100 percent 
Definitely the the most exciting um, signing. And then I saw just the other day we picked up a former Packer, another defensive end, but I, I can't recall his name. Dean Lowry. What do we know about him? Old. Um, Is he old? He's like 28, I think. That's but he started like problem. every game for the last seven years, so he must be pretty decent. I'm sure he's good at – I'm sure it's like a Tomlinson replacement on just a very cheap deal. Yeah, what was the deal? Like two years, eight million, I think. Yeah. Which is pretty cheap. Oh, for sure. And yeah, I just pulled up his numbers. Like you said, he, he starts pretty much every game. Um, I think he had five sacks two years ago. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. It's um, about 40, 40 tackles and – Two and a half sacks every year. Hey, I think it's fine. Another another big guy, not super expensive. Like you said, it's probably a Tomlinson replacement for you know a fraction of the cost. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is no way they're going to give Tomlinson that kind of contract. No, you can Especially provide just as little as Tomlinson. What do you say? He can provide just as little as Tomlinson did. <laughs> Well, also, it's, like, not just what Kwesi's been doing. Like, he's signing just, like, very young players, and Thomason's already 29 and got four years with a yeah. bunch guaranteed. That And a guy who has, like, injury history, too. Yeah. Like, I don't think he played a good. full season either year. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, – was it Tomlinson, the one that sat out the COVID year? Yep. No, that was Pierce. Oh, oh, you're right. Who we all despised. Michael Pierce. Worst signing ever. So those are the four uh, non-current Vikings that we – or not – yeah. Those are four free agent signings that we had. Um, we I feel like Davenport's definitely like Zadarius Smith replacement. Okay. Alex Smith. You can expect that. Or maybe Daniel Hunter's replacement. No. <laughs> try to keep Smith. No. I think with Smith actively sharing how he doesn't want to be a Viking anymore uh, indicates that he probably will not be around much longer and Kwesi is trying to get anything for him, Mm -hmm. is my guess. Um, But, yeah, so I guess would you say in terms of fitting the needs, Byron Murphy is probably the, the, the top um free agent signing that Quazy has made so far new free agent signing i should say yeah i would definitely say so i mean yeah i think so needed a a good cornerback like you can't keep running it back with 33 year olds so now you have a good 26 year old or 25 i think he is they didn't get any linebackers though which uh that is a little concerning and they yeah they're keeping hicks which i and hicks it was absolutely horrible last year so something I saw was he was apparently really good against the run. I saw that. But too. if he was guarding anyone, it was just disgusting. So they'll just hit him with a play action, and then Hicks will give up a seventy-yard <laughs> touchdown to a running back. Yeah, most likely. Well, maybe though the thought process is that Flores is going to be sending Hicks on more, you know, linebacker blitzes, and then you mm-hmm. don't have to deal with Hicks trying to cover any anybody fast. I don't know. Or just try to sign like I hope. Or... 
decent coverage linebacker and then just have Hicks play like first down. I still see down. I still see uh, a linebacker signing in the you know in the next days. Year, so I think so. You have to. Yeah. Cuz I mean you, you I don't think you don't want Jordan Hicks trying to like teach rookies how to do anything. It is nice that he did take a pay cut. I know he wasn't like great, but like he, I mean, he is a starting caliber linebacker. No, he's he not. No, he is, he is not. He is. He is. Like, he's a starting cap. He's he is the worst linebacker on the worst defense in the league. Mm. Which means he's the worst linebacker in the NFL, which means he's not. I mean, he, he can be good at one thing and bad at another. And maybe he was just used wrong. He can be absolutely horrendous at one thing and above average at the smallest module at another. another he was thing. third in run stopping Thank for you. linebackers. We also were the second or third worst defense, not the worst. Oh, I apologize. I just want, I want our. You were ahead of the Texans know, and the Bears. I want our facts to be accurate. I don't want us to just make blatant statements because we dislike a certain player. I don't love Jordan Hicks by any means, but he did you start shouldn't. pretty much every game. Um, and like Andrew shared, he was, you could put a brick, you could put a brick out there. He'd start every game and be just as good as Jordan Hicks. That's also just not true because it's just Hicks can tackle and, and stop guys behind the line of scrimmage and bricks, bricks can't do that. I don't know if you think they can, but I have never seen a brick be able to stop a football player or tackle a football player. So I also have not seen that. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Really? Tweedledee? We can we can dislike players without just stating stating absolute nonsense. So, um, another let's move on to Viking re-signings. So I'm sure this will you know keep Hayes in the fun high spirit high spirits that he already is. But we re-signed uh, first round center Garrett Bradbury to a three year fifteen million dollar deal. Um, Hayes, I'm sure that makes you super excited and happy. You could draft a center in the seventh round and be as good as Garrett Bradbury, but he's undersized. He's aging. He's injury prone. Good contract though. You got him for barely any money. So can't complain about that. I think that, that, that show that's, that's a crazy win in my books. It shows that clearly no other team could trust Garrett Bradbury. And he knew Maybe. that. Or Bradbury His just wanted to knew stay that. here. Or Bradbury just wanted to stay in Minnesota. Um, I, I thought, yeah. I, I'm fine with this signing. I'm honest. fine with the signing, yeah. It, 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 it's fine. It, it, there's some continuity now at the offensive line, which is, I think, what you needed. Yep. So you should have all five back next season. Ole Udo, great, or whoever the hell it is, Ed Ingram. Both terrible um, and Aliuto. Yep, saw so he signed. Great. Aliuto uh, had seven hundred penalties last season. He started three games. Not true. Yeah. Again, with just not. The Bradbury signing is literally just a fine signing. It's not not super cost effective. You have again a starting caliber center. I mean, right statistically he, he was top half which you know with the cap space that we have and the money that we know we'll be spending for other players i'll take top half we're gonna have a ton of money next season yeah that's what's great um so bradbury is i think we're fine with 
The O'Neill structure still has not happened yet, but every time, everything that I listen to, they say the same thing and how it's pretty much a shoe in. But I feel like it would have happened by now if it was a shoe in. I thought so too, but I everywhere I read or look, they say like that's an easy way to save ten million. Yeah. So, uh, or yeah, is it save ten million? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Other notes I have. Alexander Madison is a domino because that means Delvin Cook. I there's like. 10% chance he's back, I feel. Because you're not going to pay that much for the running back position. And you think Madison was going to resign here to just be a backup again? Yeah. Hayes, Hayes, can you tell mom to just give you five minutes, buddy? Yeah. Uh, it also means that they're probably trying to work out a trade for Cook as well. Um, which is why no, I'm fine with having Cook back next year. What'd you say? I'm actually fine with having Cook back next year. Do you do you see it happening though with the re-signing of Madison? Um, it kind of it kind of depends. I think you need to you can't just outright cut him. Okay. So you're gonna have to find something for him. Which, I mean, I'll be honest, seeing what people are trading for certain players, I know we've talked about this uh, at somewhat great lengths, but I don't see getting anything higher than a fifth or a sixth for Cook at this point. I think you could get two fourths. Really? But seeing no. like the other trades, like um, I feel like Stefan Gilmore is still a top corner, and the, the Colts got a fifth-round pick from. Aging. Brandon Cook's a fifth and a sixth. He's a he is terrible and injury prone. So I think Dalvin Cook but, being a top five running back, he should be at least. Couldn't you two say forwards. though Dalvin Cook is also aging and relatively injury prone? I mean, he's missed two full seasons out of his six, or close to two full seasons. But then you see what he's put up. You can make the same case with like a guy like uh, Brandon Cooks or or Gilmore. Mm, no. I think Brandon Cooks is, is one of the most overrated players ever. I think uh, Stefan or Steven or whatever his name, Gil, crap. Um, he had one good years in 2019, and that's helped his legacy considerably. He had um, six straight Pro Bowls. Oh, my goodness. The Pro Bowl is a joke, if you haven't noticed. He's a lockdown. Uh, he's been uh, a lockdown. Who made the Pro Bowl I mean, last year? Good who last made the Pro Bowl last year? Who made the Pro Bowl last year? Tyler Huntley made the Pro Bowl last year. Tyler Huntley threw two touchdowns all season. And Doesn't he matter. was the starting mm -hmm. Pro Bowl quarterback for the AFC. And that shows you two retired clowns are the coaches of the Pro Bowl teams. The Pro Bowl is a joke. It should be canceled. Uh, it's just going to get someone injured. I was just looking up. Uh, is it also, is it, it's Brandon Cooks, right? He spells it with an I, but it's pronounced Yeah, Brandon. Brandon. Right? He has six 1,000-yard seasons. He's he, he is yet to turn 30. Um, what about receptions? Does he have a 100-catch season? No. But, I mean, the, the point is, like, he's putting up pretty solid receiving numbers consistently. He had What's 92 he getting paid? years ago. He's had 80 
also six times, 80 plus six times. Um, I think the, I don't know. I just don't see when you, when you look at Brandon Cook's numbers, and I, it's difficult because you're pairing, comparing a quarter, uh, wide receiver to a running back, but I just don't know how you could get two fourth rounds uh, for Dalvin Cook, who has, again, put up really good stats, but he's aging and he's relatively injury prone. I think you should keep Cook around in case, you know, at the end of the preseason, some team loses their running back and they get desperate. You could probably get a high draft pick from him. It was like what the Vikings did to acquire Sam Bradford in 2016. So are you then saying that you could get Cook, you could get a fourth round for Cook like late in the – or early, early in the season before the regular season starts? Or are you saying you can get two fourth rounds for Cook like right now? I think you get two fourth rounds for Cook right now. I think you get even more. Just don't agree with that. At the uh, at the end of August. We'll wait and see. I don't really understand your logic, but uh, we'll find out. I uh, hope you're right. But looking at what other teams around the league are getting for some of their high caliber players, I don't know how we could get that type of draft capital for an aging running back. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, what more do you want me to say? That you're wrong. Um, we uh, we put the earbuds on. To put the headphones on or get them off your neck. We re-signed Greg the leg to another contract. Um, I do think no matter what, you bring in another kicker. Yep, hundred percent. I think you you kind of do what you did last year with um, was it Ryan was Ryan Quigley our most recent punter or is that a couple years ago now who is our most yeah. recent before Jordan Barry Jordan Barry thank you and kind of have you know Jordan Barry and Ryan Wright duel it out in the preseason do the same thing with Greg I think you need to draft a I late mean, round kicker or sign someone for pretty I mean, cheap and just see how they how they do in in the preseason greg is so inconsistent it makes me sick yeah um he was phenomenal last preseason in training camp i don't think he missed a kick he was hitting it for 60 plus and then he misses every single extra point he attempts so i don't know i think you could bring in uh justin tucker and he would he would ruin his chance at making the hall of fame because he would join the vikings the vikings are cursed with kickers it is weird. Like you said, it's it's the inconsistency that's the biggest. Well, I mean, I feel like that's probably any kicker flaw. But for Greg, it's like he's either going to be one of the both reliable, accurate, top-notch kickers or he's going to undoubtedly be one of the worst. Yep. Uh, and it could all be in a matter of just a few weeks. Um, the other thing that we saw that was obviously a pretty big deal that people probably have a few different opinions on are a decision with Kirk was finally made. Uh, he restructured his contract to free up how much exactly it was 16 million this year, but it's pushing money down the road and ha with ha without having him on your team. So it's pretty much. Would you say this is truly a final prove it year or no matter what, this is it for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings this season here? Because after this year, he'll be a free agent. 
Yeah, I think he's gone after this year. All right. Why, yeah, why, I so agree. What, what do we do? Oh, we draft a quarterback next year. Um, and then you just uh, – your quarterbacks on the rookie contracts are going to be paid, obviously, significantly less than a free agent quarterback. So it won't be the end of the world if you have to pay Cousins that $12 because it'd be like you were paying a quarterback. Oh. So yeah. I bet that's that could have definitely been their rationale for that. So it's I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, it is what so, it is. It sorry, saves a lot this hey, year. Just but... so I'm clear, you're saying draft a QB in the 24 draft, not this year, next year. Yeah, next year. Okay. I just wanted to be clear. Because next year they're going to be absolutely feeble. They'll probably be a five win team in a top five draft. <laughs> Dude, you're <gasps> just such an idiot. I'm if you honestly believe that. I'm kidding. They'll be they'll be solid next year. They'll be solid. They're making moves to to free up cap space next season too. So, I think the off season's been. Uh, I, don't I was going to be my closing. That was going to be my closing question. But let's quick like first bring it up on the final. Our hero, our our team loyal, the greatest potential Viking, or at least the top top not not greatest, but a top. 10 Viking of all time, no doubt, soon to be Harry the Hitman Smith taking once again, not even a restructure, a pay cut. He said, I will agree. I will take less money. You don't have to push any money down the road. I will take less money for me to be on this team and and try and win now. You know, Mm -hmm. that man. That was awesome. Love him. I would be interested to see. What like his? I don't understand if he's a free agent next year or what like next year looks like on, with his contract. I don't know if he's he'll be a free agent and then he just probably gets some dead money. But I don't think the full details have came out. No, like exactly that how seen. that works. Not that I've seen either. But basically, but I mean it was definitely a pay cut, which is yeah, awesome. It's huge. I mean, it saves. I think it saved them nine or ten million this year. Six. Six. Okay. Still, I mean, six. And he's still good. He was one of those. You, you, you save six million and you still get him on your team. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yep. like, you cut Thielen and you saved six million. Here, you get a keep Smith and you save six million because he's like, yep, I want to be with you guys. Whereas Thielen's like, oh, no, I think I could actually put up 1,300 yards for some no name team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see you, Thielen. He is, the fact he hasn't been signed doesn't shock me at all. No one wants an aging wide receiver that's going to demand a ton of money. Well, also, I feel like wide receivers are getting a lot less than expected. Or, like, there's been very few wide receiver signings. Like, I thought Juju would get more than whatever he got, $33 million over three for, years. For three years, yeah. Um, Jacoby Myers got the same deal, or maybe a little less, but with incentives. I think They're those are, like, wide receiver twos, though. So it's stealing, though. Juju will be a wide receiver one unless they get someone else. He's signed New England, right? Yeah. He'd be their one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mike Gusecki actually might be their one. (laughs) They trade their uh, tight end that they overpaid for, and then they bring in Mike Gusecki. Interesting. All right, Hayes, you you had started saying the asking the question, but yeah, what what would you grade this? Uh, off season, this free agent off season, off season free agency, can't speak. You know, I'd give it a B minus. 
I don't know why they haven't converted O'Neill's uh, bonus. It makes no sense. Um, they haven't been able to trade anyone. Cut CJ Ham, please. It saves you $3 million. He doesn't do anything. Um, but they also signed Byron Murphy, who was the, one of the top corners. They haven't targeted the linebacker yet. Would like to see that. But they got some pieces that actually will fill out the defense. And I think the whole offseason will be seen with the draft, what they end up doing there. So if they can get a wide receiver and a linebacker in the draft, I think they could get up to like a B plus. Okay. And obviously there's still moves to come. Yep. And they cut Thielen. Thank you. All right. I can go. You can go out. You can close this out, Andrew. I'd honestly probably agree, shockingly, with you, Hayes. I'd give it probably a B minus as well. Um, there's been no like big splash signings other than the Byron Murphy one. But even then, like he wasn't a name I think I don't think any of us shared when we talked about cornerbacks we wanted to sign. Um, I saw oh, th- th- this was my point. Cam Sutton, who is the one that we were all excited about, is getting paid the same as Patrick Peterson which really shocks me. I'm almost no. positive. Oh, gosh. Sutton signed three years, 33. And Pat P was two year, 22. Two years, 15. Okay, you're right. Let me rephrase. We got Murphy for the same price as Cameron Sutton. And I thought Cameron Sutton was going to be more expensive. Okay. Um, I would say Sutton's probably better, yeah. See, I don't know about that. I think it was just one year that Sutton has been better. I think – I actually think the Vikings got a pretty good pretty good deal with Murphy. I think he's going to put up better numbers in Sutton this next year. All right. You heard it here first. I, I like it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's too many question marks with the signings we've had. Um, the Josh Oliver one still doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Again, I'm not saying – I don't think any of these decisions are like, oh, my gosh, Quasi, what are you doing? Um, because I think it's too early in this new regime process to really have strong takes of, like, he, they have no idea what they're doing. Um, but it's not from a blind eye. From our perspective, it doesn't make sense, some of these signings. Like, an injury-prone defensive end who might replace Zedaria Smith no linebacker help so far. Um, yeah, and like you said, we're, we're filling holes in the defense, which will be huge. Finding certain replacement for certain players for a fraction of the cost. Those are big decisions. Cutting Thielen was good. Keeping Smith and having him take a pay cut was huge. Restructuring Kirk, it was a, a tough decision, but probably uh, you know ultimately the right decision. Um, so yeah, I, I'd agree with you spot on his, I think a B minus right now is a, a f- very fair grade. Andrew, um, I would actually give this off season so far a B plus because I think you're doing a lot of the things you should have done last year. Wrong. I understand. Sorry. Incorrect. Okay. It doesn't matter anyways. But you're getting rid of the old players with bloated contracts and you're signing young guys on like prove it deals. So I think they're still putting themselves in a good position to be competitive next year while also like trying out some players like Davenport and Murphy and I guess Josh Oliver. Um, But I would say B plus. Definitely you got to hit on some picks in the draft and hopefully some of the 2020, what year was that? 2022 draft class. 
get some playing time and are, is actually healthy and good and Ingram improves. But like there's they have so much money next year that hopefully you'll be able to find a decent quarterback in the draft either this year or next year. And then the team overall will just be better. Like I feel like next year our team will be better than it was last year. It might not have a better record, but like I don't see that defense getting worse. It'd be pretty tough. Yeah. It's a good take. The the grade is wrong, but the you did a nice job explaining yourself. That's good. Yeah, the, the take the take is good. The grade is awful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I personally don't really care what <laughs> the two of you think. No, it's good. Healthy, healthy, dis- healthy um, disagreement. But um, I think this is solid for a catch up episode here. Um, next episode, we're going to have a guest, guest, guest invitee. So to be determined for that. Um, any clo- Any final closing thoughts on? free agent signings did we miss any things for the vikings there's kind of rogers has gone out of the nfc north most likely yes there's no chance he plays for green bay again that's a good point yeah you're right this is meet at the quarterback a minnesota vikings podcast my name is harrison i'm hayes i'm andrew and we'll see you next time